Hello, welcome back to Divide It With Jill. Happy Wednesday. So this week, I'm going to be talking to you about books. I actually did a book episode like a while ago and I thought let's bring this back because I have been reading so much. It's just been like one after the other. Like I just can't stop. I feel like I've been reading more than I've been watching TV shows and if you've been listening to the podcast like I'm obsessed with TV films like all the things and so this book era is very new to me. I think I've been reading like consistently for like a year now and I love every second of it. I love all the books that the book talk girlies are saying. They're mostly romance which you know I love a good romance so like I'm not mad about it I haven't really seen that much like thriller or like action type books like the girlies are not talking about that they're talking about like hot sexy men (laughs) is what they're talking about but you know in some of these books there are thriller aspects but for the most part it's all like romance so if you don't like romance probably don't listen to this podcast there's also going to be spoilers in this episode so if you don't want to hear any spoilers save this episode for later if you decide to read any of these books The first book I'm going to talk to you about is the Off Campus series. So there's four books in the Off Campus series. And then the fifth one is called The Legacy, which is basically like little short stories of each couple. So the first book is about Hannah and Garrett, and there's a story about them. And then the second one is about John Logan and Grace, and there's a story about them in there. And then, of course, Tucker and Sabrina and Dean and Allie. So, I mean, it was nice to revisit these characters again and just get like a glimpse into like what's going on and stuff like that. So I enjoyed it. There are mixed reviews about it, but I would read it if you loved the other stories. So the first book in the series though is called The Deal. It follows Hannah Wells and Garrett Graham and they basically like make a deal together and Garrett is the son of like a super famous hockey player and he's the captain of his hockey team and he needs help passing an exam essentially and he's trying to get Hannah to help him and she doesn't budge but eventually she does and he convinces her and in return he's going to help her try to get with this boy on the football team that she has a crush on and so that's a whole thing. I really enjoyed this book. They have great chemistry. Hannah is the first girl that doesn't really like fall on her knees for this guy because Garrett like gets anyone he wants essentially and he's like not used to what's the word they always use on Love Island? It's like grafting. That's it. Grafting. He's not used to that because he always gets the girls. The girls are always like in love with him. There are a lot of spicy scenes in here so get ready for that. The plot itself was very interesting and you know it does discuss some intense topics. Both characters went through very traumatic things in their lives. Garrett grew up with an abusive father and he's just been trying to deal with that his entire life. It's been really tough and the whole world sees his father as like this very iconic hockey player but behind closed doors he's just an awful person. And then with Hannah, her parents are really supportive. She doesn't really come from money and something very traumatic happened to her at 15. Non-consensual sexual intercourse was happening. And yeah, I don't know if I could say the word. I'm just gonna say that. So the whole town that she's from views her and her parents in a very negative light. It's a whole thing. And it's really interesting how their relationship develops in this story and how they, you know, start to trust each other and communicate and just support each other. 
both of these characters had so much depth to them there was always more to the story and it felt so real like reading about both of these characters although they do discuss very intense topics the book was still very much a cute college hockey romance and i feel like all the characters felt very organic and real and i really loved the banter between garrett and his friends and hannah and her friends and i just loved how it was written i'm definitely an l kennedy stan and you know garrett became the biggest sim for hannah for sure like oh my gosh i love the both of them together and yeah i feel like this was a strong start to the series like i was like this no one's gonna live up to garrett and hannah but then you read the next book and you're like wow this was also a great story so the next book is called the mistake it's about john and grace and you know john is another boy in the hockey team but he's with garrett john logan's character has a crush on hannah who's garrett's girlfriend and i did not like that at first i was so confused but then they hash it out later on in the book but i was thinking to myself is something gonna happen between them and if that is the case i don't know if i'm here for that That's just like interesting because in the back of my mind when I was reading this, I was like, "Uh oh, are they going to break up Garrett and Hannah? Like what's going on? But I was like, no, they can't break up Hannah and Garrett. They're perfect. So Garrett's his best friend. He can't get with a girlfriend. Like that's just not on the cards, you know? He distracts himself with hockey and he doesn't really want to do hockey though professionally. He wants to take care of his family. So now fast forward, he goes to one of the dorms on campus. He knocks on Grace's door. They have a moment in the dorm. And this is another couple with great chemistry. Elle Kennedy knows what she's doing and there is a lot of spicy scenes, of course. Although there is a lot of spicy scenes, they do discuss alcohol abuse. Elle gets really deep with her characters and Logan's character also was another person who had a lot of layers to him and the whole story with his father being an alcoholic and that he like didn't give up on his father and his brother also didn't give up on him and the love and the care they kept giving their father who is kind of like out of control is really admiring and I really like that about his character. I mean every situation is different and not everyone can handle this kind of environment but I do admire John Logan's like patience and how he still believes that there's still good in his father same thing with his brother too you know it's like they're not giving up on him and they want to be there through like the good and the bad and then grace oh my god she's so sweet i loved her yeah she was funny she did this thing where she talks a lot when she's nervous which me actually no that's not me um usually when i'm nervous i'm quiet I don't like say anything (laughs) but yeah she was giving very much like girl next door vibes i believe she had like a good relationship with her parents i know that they were divorced the mom was like in paris and the dad i think was in the states i think but if that's wrong someone let me know from what i'm remembering i believe that is what the case was you know she was a pretty strong girl too like she's not gonna be one to walk over even when like logan kind of like hurt her feelings she stood her ground and she did not let him off easy she's a strong girl and i really enjoyed her character i thought she was very very sweet and overall i really liked it and then the third book oh my gosh don't even get me started dean and ali like low-key when i read this i was like they might dethrone hannah and garrett but i was like no they can't dethrone hannah and garrett (laughs) it's like i don't even know they're everything the banter the chemistry it is too good dean is also like so feral the amount of spicy scenes in this book is crazy like the other books yes had a lot of spice this one is like bang 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 like same thing with icebreaker like that book had the most spiciest scenes like it was like one after the other and that was kind of reminding me of that book but these two are everything like there was a lot of comedic moments in this book of course a little drama 
but I definitely felt like it was a little bit more lighter. So Dean, you know, he's in the friend group with Garrett and Logan, another hockey player. So Dean comes from a great family, very wealthy background. He's kind of like a bad boy. He doesn't really get too attached to girls. And then on Allie's side, her mom passed away and her dad has MS. And oh my gosh, the dad like hates Dean. <laughs> but you know, by the end, he like warms up to him. But took took a while. And then, you know, Allie broke up with her boyfriend. Oh my god, that's the boyfriend in this book is like crazy. Like, no, no, thank you. And you know, Dean and Allie, of course, have a night where there's a lot of tequila involved and they hook up. And you know, I just feel like they're so compatible together. Like, can we also talk about when Allie tells Hannah to call Dean and Hannah's like, Dean, like what are you what are you saying? Like what's happening and then he arrives and he's like where is she oh my gosh and then he's like baby oh i can't and then garrett and hannah are like shocked they're like what's going on they're they're so confused oh my god it was everything like oh my gosh i just remembered when dean's friend passed away Bo maxwell that was a very intense read and the way that it took a toll on him on ally on their relationship how they navigated what was going to happen between them after that it was a lot i will say they did resolve their issues and you know what i really did enjoy this book and then the end was a shock to me like what's going on tucker and sabrina having a child what no because in this book they did mention tucker a lot and i was like hmm, what's going on here like what's happening with him like and then i read the goal and i'm like oh oh he's been with sabrina this whole time sneaking off so this is the last book last like couple they tackle in the series and you know low-key tucker's like my favorite like i love Dean and Allie as a couple and Garrett and Hannah, Logan and Grace. And like, if I were to do like in order of the couples, Garrett and Hannah, Dean and Allie, Logan and Grace, Tucker and Sabrina. But if we're talking about boys, like by themselves, Tucker at the top, stop the madness. Like I am obsessed with him. Don't get me wrong. The other guys, great, amazing, show stopping. But I think Tucker is like my number one. I'd probably go Tucker, Garrett, Dean, John Logan. I don't know if that's going to upset people, but... (laughs) I said what I said. Like, Tucker's just, he's a Southern boy. He's a gentleman. He's so boyfriend. You know what? No, husband. He knows how to treat a girl. He has a great relationship with his mom. He's honest. He loves hockey. But at the end of college, he does want to like secure and purchase a business. And Sabrina, she's very sassy, but she's a nice girl. She wants to be a lawyer. She wants to go to Harvard, get out of her family situation. Yes, so Sabrina is a very hard worker, overachiever, but she does come from a very crappy home life her dad knocked up her mom and then took off she doesn't even know who he is and then her mom married this guy named ray who now lives with her and her nana who is mostly like raising her and so they all live in this like really rundown house in boston and then ray and the grandma are like hooking up and it's just like really messy and just not it's not good it's not good at all and they need like ray's workers compensation benefit to pay for the house and stuff so it's a lot like i feel like out of all of the stories these two cannot catch a break like this was just like one after the other i'm like what's even in the legacy it was like more bad than good (laughs) like i don't understand like i feel like in the other books there was like a a balance i feel like here it was like a lot of drama if that makes sense 
lots and lots of drama. It was very, very intense, but also had that L. Kennedy spice, of course. Tucker is feral. Like, I thought Dean was feral. Tucker's feral. It's always the quiet ones you got to watch out for, the reserved ones. (laughs) I mean, there wasn't like back-to-back spicy scenes, like, but when they did have a spicy scene, it was intense. Let me tell you something. If Tucker talked to me at the bar, I would be on the ground, (laughs) like, literally on the ground. The way he was just flirting with her so naturally, and like, she was like, giving it back and it was just like a whole thing i don't know i just loved it and then of course this led to them hooking up and woo that was quite the hookup babes and then this ended up obviously getting her pregnant they hooked up a few times after that but i believe this was the the time that she did get impregnated and so you know they found out they're pregnant and now they're thinking like oh what do we do now what's gonna happen with law school what's gonna happen with the business like there was just so much to consider in this moment and there were also i believe still in school you know what i really liked about this whole situation is that tucker wanted to step up he wanted to help out he wanted to be a father to this kid and i understand like sabrina didn't want to like burden him with this and wanted him to have like a future and you know i mean like her family life is already very complicated and so i mean you can tell how much she cares about him and you know a lot of the times in this book she was suppressing her feelings for him and not allowing her to have that happiness but i'm glad she came to her senses in the end (laughs) but i feel like she does sometimes have this thought where she's like i can't be with him but she deserves happiness you know i mean there's also that aspect of like she's so used to doing things on her own she's very independent but i think it was nice that she found this guy that wants to help out but at the end of the day like they both are having a child and i really loved how tucker really wanted to do this with her and support her and then you know there's a little history with dean but it didn't really consume the plot if that makes sense it was more of like how tucker and sabrina are navigating their lives and the pregnancy and stuff like that And so, yeah, I highly recommend reading the off-campus series if you're into hockey, hockey romance. This really sparked my hockey romance. I mean, actually, Icebreaker kind of did, but this really made me obsessed. Although, like, now that I think about it, there was, like, not that much hockey in the Tucker-Sabrina story. I mean, there was, but, like, not a lot. I think the Dean and Allie one was, like, less hockey, if that makes sense. But still hockey. They're all hockey boys. So (laughs) what are we saying? (laughs) Anyways, I do have to read the Briar University series. So let me know which one is your favorite. I feel like everyone I've seen has been talking about Jake's book. I forgot who the girl was in that, but everyone's talking about that one. So I guess I'll have to see for myself. Okay, the next book I'm going to tell you about slash unpack here with you today. (laughs) Tell you my thoughts. Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. Oh my, this was such a feel good, lighthearted read. Just everything and more just something you could like read over and over again never get tired of it type of thing and you know liz she's a hopeless romantic she loves a rom-com she's watched rom-coms with her mom who passed away you know and she's had a crush on this boy michael for a really long time but he moved away then he came back and she's kind of like determined to be with him and get him as a prom date but babes there's a next door neighbor named wes (laughs) They've known each other since they were kids. They're always pranking, very much like enemy vibes. But, you know, Wes started hitting it off with Michael. And so they kind of, like, make a deal, Wes and Liz. And he's trying to basically help her get Michael to notice her. But in the process, the chemistry was chemistry with Wes and Liz. They basically fall in love, and it's just everything to me. Oh, my gosh. Like, Wes Bennett? I'm in love with this man, and I have to have him. Like, what are we saying? When he was like, she isn't you? Ugh. 
if you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about, but that got me. I was kicking, giggling, screaming the entire time reading this book. It was just everything. And you know, it does show like Liz navigating her teenage years, like just family, how she's handling like her mom passing away. Of course, there's some funny, awkward moments in the book, friendships and like love. And so it's just like so good. Like I 10 out of 10 recommend this book. I need there to be a movie about this, like an actual film. (laughs) Like I need it now. It was just so good. And no, this is not like a smutty book. If you're wondering, it's very like G-rated, maybe PG, but yeah, it's it's an amazing book. The next book I'm going to talk about is It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey and Hookline and Sinker. So these two books, it's like a duology featuring the Bellinger sisters. And the first book is supposedly inspired by Schitt's Creek. And so it follows this young socialite Piper. She gets banished from LA. She gets arrested or her stepdad's like over it. He's like, let me just ship her off. Like, and so she goes to this small town in Westport, Washington. She used to live there with her mom and her biological father who passed away. And so Piper goes here with Hannah, her sister, and she learns a lot about the town and her father. And she falls in love with this crabby, grumpy fisherman, Brendan. And the chapters alternate between Piper and Brendan. And oh my gosh, it's so good. There's a lot of character development in both Piper and Brendan's part. It's a grumpy sunshine trope. A lot of spice. There's a boat scene that is very intense. If you know, you know. And you know what? The book was very entertaining. I love like small hometown vibes. It kind of gave me like similar vibes to like Things We Never Got Over. That whole series by Lucy Score. I loved it. And you know what? There was this scene in the book where... Where Piper and Hannah are sleeping in a bunk bed and Piper's at the bottom bunk and she hits her head on the bunk bed and Brendan sees the next day like she has a red bump on her forehead and he sends a handyman to put a foam top on the bunk bed like what a guy are you kidding me again I'm in love with this man and I have to have him like what are we saying but yeah overall loved this book but then I read hook line and sinker wow 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 <laughs> This one did get a lot of mixed reviews. And although I think the plot is a little bit more defined in It Happened One Summer, I still loved Hook, Line, and Sinker. Hannah and Fox's story, come on. They were so good. So, so good. Like Fox the Playboy vibe, like hooking up with every girl, doesn't really want a relationship type of guy. You know, he does get a lot of crap from people in the town. I love that Hannah like doesn't judge him based on that. She bases like on her connection with him and his personality. And I just love that about her, you know? They did mention them in it happened one summer and like they had like a whole record store moment and ever since then like they have been like texting and but brendan is like you have to stay away from her you you can't be with her and you know fox is in this mindset that like he's not worthy of being with Hannah and he wants to kind of like live up to his playboy persona but you know he also has a great character arc and at the end like he finds you know his happiness and his self-worth I really liked that whole message of the book and you know Hannah also a great character um she's complete opposite from Piper and you know she's working on this film and she has a crush on the director and she's like navigating Hollywood but she wants to get into music so this film that they're 
were doing in LA, the director was like not filling the location. So I love that Hannah suggests that they go to Westport. So they go there. She ends up seeing Fox and staying at his place. Brennan and Piper don't have a guest room. It's occupied right now by family. I love the forced proximity trope. Obsessed. Friends to lovers. Forced proximity. Incredible. Amazing. I loved it. Take a shot every time I say I loved it. Or 10 out of 10. And yeah, let me know what other Tessa Bailey books I should read. Um, she seems to be like pretty popping on TikTok. Like everyone always talks about her books. Okay, so last book I'm going to talk to you about today is probably my Roman Empire of books. <laughs> I thought Akatar was my Roman Empire of books, but no babes. This is. As much as I love the other books I've talked about, I think they're all great. This takes the top spot right now. Like I have yet to read a book that will dethrone this. So this book is called The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Oh, even just saying the name, I'm like chills. I love this fantasy romance vibe. Like give me all the fantasy romance books. Although I can't pronounce anything in this book, (laughs) I'm gonna be honest. I don't know why there's no like pronunciation guide here so i just make up what everything is in my head miss violet daughter of the commanding general gets thrust into this elite war college for dragon riders and i love this like you graduate or you die moment you know and she's training the entire time it's very competitive to become like a dragon rider she was supposed to be a scribe live a quiet life read books do history but of course her mom forces her to be a rider but she's very small she's a fragile human which is tough because the dragons in this world like they don't bond to fragile humans they kill them and you know it's a very high stakes environment every single page you're like what's going on what's gonna happen next so many different creatures in this book and everybody wants to kill violet because of what her mom did and It just focuses on her and her growth as a dragon rider. You know, everyone was doubting Violet and her abilities, but look, she literally made it through everything and survived. So we have to give her a round of applause. We have to give her her flowers. So Violet also has this romance with this boy named Zayden. I hope I'm saying that right. But it's an enemies to lovers trope, slow burn. And then of course you find out later that they've been obsessed with each other this whole time. But you know what? Violet's been more like vocal about it throughout the whole book. But oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with them. Also, he's just so generous. Like his little bad boy facade. I see right through him. <laughs> and the whole part where he made like a saddle for her on the dragon. Oh, we love the little things. <laughs> now that's a book, boyfriend, babe. I am obsessed. Their chemistry is insane. Lots of spice, of course. Actually, I think there was only like three chapters of spice. The spice was spicing in those chapters. Like, I was shook to my core. Oh my gosh, because I read chapter 22 and I was like, uh oh, things are heating up, right? And then I read chapter 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, they took it up a notch. And then chapter 32, breaking windows, lightning, thunder, fire, like just everything. I mean, it was intense in chapter 30 as well, but oh my gosh, they were going absolutely feral, the two of them, Zayden and Violet. I can't even believe it. What else could you want in a smutty book, right? You know, the kingdom's falling apart. Everyone's dying left and right. There are so many plot twists in this book that I was not expecting, like characters dying left and right. And, you know, speaking of characters who are dying, Liam. Liam dying was not on my bingo card. Not something I thought was going to happen. That hit me hard. I was not expecting to be sobbing during his last moments. Oh my gosh. When he was like, it's been an honor. I was like, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Why did they have to do him like that? I was so upset. Still thinking about it till this day. This is not what he deserved. And then, you know who really should have died? Dane. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not like Dane. At first, he was kind of cute. Cared for Violet, whatever. But he's crazy. And I don't like him. I don't like him at all. What's up with him, like, plotting a demise against them? Like, I don't understand. Whatever. I'm sick and tired. I wonder what's gonna happen in the second book. Like, what's the tea with Dane? What's the tea with Zane and Violet? And then don't even get me started with the last page of this book. The brother's alive? What do you mean the brother's alive? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. Also, her relationship with her sister was really cute. It's really sad what happened with the father. Ugh, it was a very touching, like, story. When I tell you I went through every single emotion possible reading this book, laughed, cried, giggled, screamed, shaked, <laughs> everything loki i was like in a little bit of a book slump after this i was like what do i even read after this like what's happening how do i recover anyways i'm excited for the next book let me know which book is your favorite out of all of the ones i've talked about in today's episode also suggest some more books that i should read because the book era is in full swing baby and there will be another episode where i talk about books so get ready for that and yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow Divide It With Jill on TikTok and Instagram. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye!